0: Let's just let's just go for it yay cool okay nice. This I, I sorry no, I'm so excited this is the episode before you give birth I know isn't that weird <laughs> that's so weird um and I don't know if you want to publish it before you give birth or after but like you're gonna listen to this and be like this is before I had a baby <laughs> this is before I was a parent isn't
1: that weird oh my god I'm gonna start crying no don't cry <laughs> Uh. <laughs> no, I was talking to my aunt the other day and she was like, It's just really weird because like you're not a parent and then one day you're a parent. Like And you'll and she, never not be. And that's exactly what she said. She was like, You're never not a parent again. Like, even though they've left the nest or whatever, you're just always a parent. And I was like,
0: Oh, oh my god, I'm gonna cry. No, it's okay. I'm, I'm not gonna cry. I am a professional. I'm a professional talent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we can just start the podcast like that. Like yes. that's how we tell them.
0: yes i'm
1: pregnant listeners
0: Meredith's pregnant yay the big reveal
1: the big kept secret
0: yeah the biggest secret of 2020 was this (laughs) was that while we recorded all of our podcasts i was also pregnant yeah Uh, you were resting you're resting the microphone on your belly yes I was. <laughs> so, guys, is pregnant. I yeah. am pregnant, and
1: I am five days over my due date. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> this could literally be the moment she starts giving birth. We don't know. I, know, <laughs> I, I don't. I know let's not subject our listeners to that if that happens like oh no. um, can you please keep recording like in the car on the way to the <laughs> live action um yeah. yeah and then but yeah anyway so yeah
1: bet, I bet there's a podcaster or like a um what do they call it like an influencer that's done this that
0: has podcasted their
1: birth for
0: yeah. sure <laughs> I, I mean I don't, I, yeah, I follow this girl on Instagram that I, I had met through, I think it was, um, like, I'd asked her some questions about, like, an art school that I was thinking of going to, um, and then we ended up following each other on Instagram, and I think her partner is, like, a videographer, like, a professional videographer, so one day I was, like, scrolling on my feed, and it was, like, this really professional video of her birth. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I was like, oh, and then I was like, mm. like, I just went through like a range <laughs> of like, <laughs> like emotions, and then it was really well done. So like, very like, uh like very indie movie, like dark lights, but also like beautiful, like swelling music, and I was just like. Yeah, but I wasn't expecting to see it. I was like,
1: ugh. I mean, lovely for the for you at home and, like, your family, but not my social media feed. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's that's yeah. kind of how I feel about that. That's
0: Oh, God. Me and Meredith have so many opinions about so many things relating to pregnancy. <laughs> and I'm going to try my very hardest to not take over because this is Meredith's episode. No,
1: I, <laughs> I want your input. I, I do. I
0: want your input. Yes, this is where we discussed. But um, but yeah, Meredith, why don't you start from the beginning?
1: Yes. I mean, two episodes ago was the Zayneps month, so I'm going to take you through Meredith's nine months. Yes. <laughs> um, and I have a lot of thoughts on it, and I think the best way to go through it is to go through it chronologically, because I want to talk about funny things. Like, I think the core of our podcast is, like, funny times that we were anxious and there were definitely many like during my pregnancy but I also just wanted to talk about how it is to be pregnant in 2020 in this craziness <laughs> and how to be pregnant in a country that you're not from so you're like mm-hmm. navigating what that's like um and obviously not all of our listeners can relate or like are going to be pregnant ever in their lives but hopefully it will be entertaining <laughs> um so I'll just start at the beginning. Um <laughs>
0: Well, not super at the beginning.
1: Not, not at the very beginning. <laughs> um, but we found out that we were pregnant like the very last week of February. So um, we got the preg- the test. We were thrilled, like really, really, really happy. And if you can remember life back then, you know, <laughs> we knew COVID was a thing, but it was a very distant thing. It was like something we were watching on BBC, I remember when the first case came to Sweden, and it was like somebody in like Gothenburg, like mm-hmm. one case, and they had them isolated in a room. And I was like, "Oh, this is really terrifying! Like, there's one case." <laughs> that's that's where the state of the world was. Yeah, like travel was free. Like, like it just was a completely different world. Um, I think the Australian wildfires were like the number one thing on the
0: news. That was the big thing. That's what everybody was Instagramming about.
1: That's where the state of the world was. Um, So we were not concerned about COVID. We were just mostly like really thrilled, like happy with the news. Um, And then I would say two weeks later, maybe three weeks later, the world shut down. And (laughs) I was like, oh, what have I done? What is this? What is the timing, this is insane. Um, and that, and it, yeah, that was crazy. I don't know what more to say about that, but I had a lot of like really, at first, I was really freaky. No, you know what? Let me back up. The day we found out it was a Saturday, and then, um, I took a couple tests and they were all positive. And I will just say, the, I guess m- based on like TV and movies and like what I just thought or maybe based on America, I thought the next step was like go to your doctor and confirm that you were pregnant. Like that's yeah. what I assumed the next step was. Well, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so like what is Monday the next morning? step?
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> not that, what is
1: uh, the next step? <laughs> Monday morning, I um I called my uh, insurance, like my medical insurance. And I was like, I'm pregnant. And they were like, you need to call a midwife. This is not, you know, <laughs> we, don't, we don't deal with this. You need to call a midwife. And I was like, okay. And then I called my, um, my regular doctor, just the regular GP that you have that like, you don't go through the medical, you don't go through insurance for. And I was like, Hey, I just wanted to see if I could come, Like, I thought they would draw my blood or something and confirm. And they said the same thing. They were like, you just need to call a midwife. Like, we do not want to see you. Like, you are pregnant. You need to go to the midwife system. So I was like, okay, fine. Clearly, I need to call a midwife, which is (laughs) done. So I call um, one of the midwives clinics in Stockholm that I'd heard of. And I thought they were pretty reputable. And they were like, we don't want to see you until you're at week eight of your pregnancy. (laughs) But I was like, what am I pregnant? Like, I don't, like, what's, this seems odd to me that no one wants to check. And they were like, no. They were like, if you've taken a test, you're pretty much pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, uh, this is strange. And I called some friends that have had babies in Sweden. And I was like, is this normal? Like, nobody wants to see me for eight weeks. And they were like, yeah, that's pretty normal. Like, you just have to wait two months. So, that was weird. I thought that was pretty weird.
0: Um, That's really weird. I mean, again, I don't, I haven't been pregnant, but, um, like, I just would assume that, like, you would get it confirmed and then have a conversation with a doctor. Um, I mean, you're, like, a super careful person, but maybe somebody else might want information, like, about what they can eat, what they can't do, like, all of the stuff.
1: This is what I no. find so strange. And like, this is not meant to be like a pro or anti Swedish healthcare. No, just like,
0: information. The,
1: the whole appointment at eight weeks was like, these are the foods you should be eating. Like, these are the foods you should be avoiding. Like what medicines are you on? And I was like, we're two months in guys. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't you have like we should have had this conversation when I first called you and told you I was pregnant like it's this catch-22 where they're always like don't google things because you like don't want to give yourself anxiety but literally they told me to just google things like until my appointment they were like just google what you can eat and I was like well okay that seems like a wide array of things that like I should know what to google like it
0: yeah. And I mean, there's so many different articles, like, there's so many um, bad resources on the internet, you know, people who are Absolutely. like, like, you should be eating broccoli so your baby doesn't have like big ears. Like, I don't know, like, there's so many like weird things. I would have thought that's not what to do. But Okay. Well, and
1: even – and some things I stumbled on by accident because, like, I Googled the things that you would think of, like, what can I eat? What can I not eat? Like, I did all of those basic searches. And then I was Googling something else, like, can I wear perfume while pregnant? And I came across this article about, like, beauty products you should avoid. And that's when I realized I couldn't use my, like, skin care, um, like acne medicine. But, like, that had not occurred to me to Google. And, like no. – and and because I hadn't had a doctor's appointment where we'd sat down and like gone through every product I use, like I didn't figure that out till like week six, which freaked me out because I was like, yeah, oh, I've been using this for six weeks now, like. And so I would say that was what my first trimester, like that's how I would summarize my first trimester. It was like, yeah, trying desperately to figure out what I was supposed to use and not use, and then being anxious when I found out I was using something that. I wasn't supposed to have been using because yeah. there really isn't, there isn't one source on the internet for like, Hey, you're pregnant. You should think about the following, like your shampoo, your, your like your face cream, your yeah. food, your diet, your like, I, I've written down some of the other weird things like your nail pot, like, there's just no one stop shop for like everything and nobody wants to see you until you're basically done with the first (laughs) trimester so i was like okay great yeah
0: great but side note i mean either you meredith or one of our listeners like can't somebody design a website with good links like kind of like wikipedia but like for pregnancy So that if and when I get pregnant, like I would love to be able to go to this website and be like, all right, what do I need to think about for my hair? Like my eyebrows, my, I don't know, my face, like my body, you know, like all of these things. And then I can just like, there can be like little categories and yeah. Why does this not exist yet? It's 2020. (laughs) I I
1: completely agree. I think that the hard thing is that every country has their own set of Rules like yeah. Sweden's list of foods is slightly different from America's, but I think having it, either way, having it all in one place, like yeah, U.S. resource. But here's the other tricky thing. I feel like I'm just rambling. Um, there's all of these. There's all these apps that are like designed to take you through your pregnancy. So you put in like your expected due date, and it tells you like your baby's a blueberry today, or like your yeah. baby's a seed. <laughs> And it's super cute and it like helps you keep track or whatever. Um, but something I realized at the end of my pregnancy was that these apps, they need to have a reason for you to open it up every day. Like if I'm an app developer, I want you yeah. to open app daily. So that's why they don't give you everything all up front. Like that's no. why they don't like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. instead of giving you like a really nice list of like all the things you should think about. Every day I would open it up, and it would be like, I I remember one time I think I was in like week eight or nine, and I opened it up, and it was like, "Hey, are you using the right shampoo?" And it was, and it was like (laughs) one, it was one in the morning, and I sat, I sat up in my bed, and I was like, I had not thought about my shampoo, (laughs) and I woke up my boyfriend (laughs) because I was like, "What shampoo are we using?" Because the app. Said something like, um, you should check the chemicals, especially if you use dandruff shampoo. And I was using like head and shoulders and oh I was out. <laughs> so I woke him up and I was like, We have to get the bottle out. We have to check if it has these chemicals. Oh my goodness. And then I was like, I was like you know, we're nine weeks in and I've been like happily washing my hair, thinking everything was <laughs> fine. And in hindsight, probably it wasn't a big deal, but I think, I think that they, they make it seem like a big deal, but if it was a really big deal that like somebody would have told me that like immediately, do you know what I mean? Yes.
0: Yes, exactly. But I mean, yeah, I think it is very irritating that you get like one point to be anxious about or worried about every single day instead of just having it all together in one place so you can spend one day being somewhat worried, or not even worried, but just like researching and making a plan of action, and then just being like, "All right, I'm good." <laughs> that's so that cool. is absolutely.
1: That is absolutely what happens. Like it took me a while to realize that that's where this pattern of anxiety was coming from. Like I was opening the app just, just really to see like what size my blueberry was or whatever. But then, I like it was like, "I hope you're not eating oatmeal," and I would be like, "What? No, I mean like I just made that up." But okay. like, I
0: was like what's wrong with oatmeal?
1: But like some some days you would open it up and it would be like uh, makeups you can and can't have. And I was like, oh, OK, I hadn't thought about that either. So then I'm going through my makeup bag and then eventually I got so tired of like looking up every ingredient in my makeup that I was like, guess what? Makeup free 2020. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then it would be like, what deodorant can you use? Or it would be like, um you know, the fo- the foods that have this chemical in it that you didn't think did like that's kind of what the app was telling me every day and eventually I was like you know I'm just gonna open this once a week and get the lowdown (laughs) see what's happening (laughs) and then the other thing is because I was using an American app a lot of the recommendations were not following what Sweden was doing okay Um, they would be like oh like this at this week's appointment your doctor is gonna test your blood for like x y and z and then i would go to the swedish doctor and i would be like hey isn't it time to test for x y and z and they would be like no we don't do that <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> just so no. I, I was like okay cool uh and then they would be like where did you hear this and i would you know tell them what book i'd read it in or like what app, and i would say like i think it's common in the u.s and they would just say no um So it didn't help that my resources were also not aligning with with (laughs) With the reality um, (laughs) we're doing. Um, But
0: I mean, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 please go ahead. But I mean, that's what's so interesting about like healthcare and like having like studied health policy and like, you know, worked in healthcare, like you I, I think we all have or unless you're like some sort of like anti-vaxxer type person like you have like a healthy amount of trust for your healthcare provider and then when the guidelines are so different in different countries you're like well like, which one's
1: the right one? Which one
0: do I do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, which, you know, which one? I mean, they're, they'll all say, like, oh, this is, like, based on evidence. And then, I mean, that's how, like, guidelines come into place is, like, they'll do, like, a giant, like, literature review. They'll look at the evidence. They'll, like, pool all the data together from different studies. Like, rate the studies based on, like, if it was, like, randomized or not. And, you know, like so there's, like, an evidence generation process that's pretty scientific that's done by, like, government agencies but then you're like well how can it be so different yeah <laughs> different <countries. laughs> <It's> so <laughs> like, like where did this come from <laughs> like yeah, um curious. Yeah. yeah so I it's mean, so interesting i think yeah
1: but then i'm the annoying patient
0: who's like i read a study and they're like yeah. okay <laughs> 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 but it's good <laughs> at least you're not like i saw in some instagram advertisement that i should be having these like <laughs> detox pregnancy teas or something like you're like yeah, hmm. that's true
1: that's very true but, it wasn't
0: that bad. yeah oh fascinating i think this is so interesting like health
1: i just assumed there would be like a cohesive like one-stop shop for everything i needed to know while pregnant and there's a there's a very fine balance between like i said googling everything and like staying off google because you can get anxiety so because there's no one stop shop it made it like interesting (laughs) um so i basically spent the first trimester worried like have i used something that i wasn't supposed to use because i found out too late or like yeah a friend of mine a friend of mine gave me like some oil for your skin like to prevent stretch marks and then I realized later that the bottle, the Swedish bottle, uh, yeah. said, like, don't use till you're at four months. And I was like, that was a whole freak out and like <laughs> so that was my first trimester. And of course you're hormonal and like it was, was yeah. this was also the same time when we were all realizing we had to stay inside all the time and we couldn't yeah. like see friends so it was for me the hardest part was the beginning it was like yeah. there was trimester and then at week 13 we had our first ultrasound and then we saw the baby was okay and yeah. I was like okay I can breathe like there's the baby is fine like baby there's a baby and it is fine and like that <laughs> oil didn't mess me up or my dandruff <laughs> shampoo or like my <laughs> mascara or like I just had got this really big sigh of relief that was like, you're fine. Yeah. Because it's very abstract until you get that first ultrasound. Yeah. <laughs> and then I felt a lot better. Like that was my, that was the rough part was the beginning when I was like,
0: <laughs> what's happening? Yeah. I remember having conversations with you and you'd be like, I don't actually know if there's a baby. You know, you know that there's a baby. (laughs) You're like, I'm not. not. (laughs) Like I'm not. Like there's no time. Like you're not. You don't have a baby bump. Like it's just. You're like, I don't know. Like yeah, this is true. (laughs) Like I hadn't. No, I hadn't thought about that either. Like, um, it's so true. I mean, you're you're not my first friend that's been pregnant, but I feel like you're the first. Friend that we've talked so consistently and so in depth about like the different stages like um so I felt like I I've learned so much like throughout this process um it's <laughs> just like oh okay like yeah there's that I guess like um but yeah. but
1: yeah nobody wanted to do blood work or like I don't know make me take another uh, pregnancy test at the doctor's office like it just I just uh, you're in your, your clothes are fitting. Like you're, even if you're getting nauseous sometimes, like you, you don't know that there's a baby. You're definitely not feeling the baby. It's too small. Oh, yeah. Um. So it was a very weird experience to have an ultrasound and see a baby. So I was like, oh my God, there's, there's a baby. <laughs> like, this is- that's real, okay. Like, okay, that's real. <laughs> um, and at the thirteen week one is when they looked at like the arms and legs and like you know just made sure everything looked okay and they measured the neck and the spine and so it was like a lot of relief to know that you know whatever had happened up to week thirteen was like working out and it was fine and all yeah. of my incessant googling was
0: was okay. <sighs> What a sigh of um, relief. Is that also when they do like the chromosome like DNA testing and stuff, or is that not done? Am I making something up? Am I just making no, something
1: up? They so they drew my blood, um, maybe at week eight and then the, they use the blood work and they use the measurements at week 13 to give you an estimate of like different um chromosomal disorders that the baby could have. Oh, and, okay if the baby has a high odds of having some of those disorders, then they can can do a further test to like literally um, extract extract DNA. We didn't opt for doing the extracting DNA, but um, you can. Like, you can do it whether the results are good or bad. Like, you can... Oh, okay. um, I didn't know that. Okay. You can opt to get them if you want. Like, I think you have to pay to get them done if the doctor is not recommending it but you okay Mm -hmm. and then obviously you know the gender for sure because you're looking at the DNA and all those things yeah
0: Um, yeah yeah and you guys Uh where did you land on the gender that's another interesting fun part Um, of (laughs) it yeah we don't know
1: we don't know the gender yeah I Whenever I went into the get ultrasounds, I was like, don't tell me the gender, don't, no. don't reveal the gender. And it's not that crystal clear what you're looking no. at. Like, it was, well, it wasn't for me at least. Like, she had to really, it was like being on a guided tour. She was like, that's Because <laughs> I don't know. I had no idea what I was looking at, not a clue. So even if they had slipped up and showed me, I I swear to God I would not have known. Be like,
0: cool. That's like the other arm. Like (laughs) it looked
1: like it looked like squiggly gray messness. Like even the even the ultrasound photos I sent to my family, they were like, what What are we looking at?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like people get so attached to the ultrasound picture, and that's how they'll like announce it on Instagram, and then they'll be like. Like we're waiting for baby blah, blah, like in like seven months or whatever, like, like the due date. And then you're just like, but it's just like a blob. Like I'm not so all, into this. <laughs> like, it all looks the same to yes. the world. <laughs> you can just Google image search, like an um, ultrasound <laughs> and be like, this is my baby. Like I'm <laughs> literally,
1: Literally. I have learned nothing about what my baby will look like through the yes. like, I have no idea. Not
0: a but no. don't they do those like 3d like whatever like 3d ones now as well and those i find really disconcerting as well i those,
1: also find I those know. creepy i yeah. also find those very creepy and i think you can pay extra to get that i don't that mm-hmm. isn't something we were offered and we had no desire to do it because yeah. <laughs> it's not what your baby
0: looks like anyway when it comes out <laughs> They just—I don't know. Like again, I've seen these like on various like social media platforms, or friends have sent them to me on WhatsApp, and like I try to manufacture like some sort of like you know excitement or emotion. Yeah, but I'm completely creeped out. <laughs> I'm just no.
1: like hey, I've never looked at one. I've no. been like, oh, it looks so much like the father. It just doesn't. Okay. I just—it's not there. I've it's never seen the, it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just no. okay. So we don't, <laughs> don't know, know, but. I keep calling it a boy. I keep saying he and my boyfriend keeps reminding me, like, we don't know. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, please, please don't get it too in your head that it's a boy because you (laughs) actually don't know. Um, And my family keeps doing the same thing. Like, I'll call them and say, oh, he's kicking a lot. And they'll go, do you know something? I don't
0: know. I know. know. Like, um, yeah, you've been saying he and then I I was at first going with it. And then I think we had a discussion where... Or like, oh yeah, maybe that doesn't sound as like nice. So then, but like every time you do write to me, he, I'm like, and then I'm like, no, we don't know. know. (laughs) Like I, I, like it takes a millisecond. But yeah, but then you made it into the second trimester, like so that
1: happened. I'm looking at my notes. Um, the second trimester. I mean, it was a weird summer. What can I say? In Sweden, it was beautiful. (laughs) It was hot. It was sunny, and like. I like, it could have been a beautiful summer of hanging out with friends, but <laughs> you no, know, COVID happened. So I feel like mm-hmm. I spent it in my house and I think, I, I think the first trimester would have even been less anxious had we been able to like hang out and talk and yeah. stuff. Um, But really the second trimester was a lot about just like staying at home and trying to stay healthy because of COVID and because we don't you know, we didn't know the long-term effects of anything on pregnancy yeah. and et cetera. And of course we just didn't want to get it. Um, and so, but a lot of people, which I kind of alluded to in another episode, a lot of people were like, Oh, um, you're, you're staying inside a lot because of the pregnancy or like you're anxious because of the pregnancy or like has COVID, like, do you think you're reacting more to COVID because of your anxiety? Cause they know about the podcast. And what I've been telling people is I was really anxious at the beginning, but it wasn't because of COVID. It was because of, like, my dandruff shampoo. Like, this is, (laughs) like, like, that's what – that's that was my anxiety talking. Like, that was my hurdle. COVID was more like – like, we've said many times, there were guidelines. And so we followed them, and we got – like, the most stressful part was when people tried to pressure us into not following the guidelines. Having to have that conversation a lot in the second trimester of, like, We really are sticking to this. We're sticking to our guns. Like we, we don't want to go outside because we don't like to us, nothing is worth what if we get sick during this. And like, even if, you know, even if the baby can't get COVID like through your placenta or whatever, No, but you know, if I had gotten a fever and been sick and like not able to eat for a week, that's good for nobody. Like, so we stayed inside a lot. Like that was the second trimester was like staying inside. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And I mean, like just being sick in general is not fun. So if there's a way you can like, regardless of how, and you know, and you don't know with COVID, like how sick you would have gotten, you know, I think there's this idea that like, if you're young, like it's fine, but um, no, but I mean, I think you guys are doing absolutely the right thing from like day one. So yeah, I, and I understand having that conversation, those conversations must have been uh, like not pleasant. Yes. Sweden's
1: um, been laissez-faire, shall we say.
0: <laughs> the other day I was like, yeah, Sweden's been living la vida loca. Is that like a Ricky Martin song? I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> but I felt like after I texted that to somebody on WhatsApp, I was like, I think that is such a good description of the way that people have lived through COVID and, the guys- and followed slash not followed the guidelines. Um, but yeah, that's a whole other like podcast
1: topic but it's it's made being pregnant harder because like people aren't wearing masks here they're still I mean they just released new recommendations but for most of the summer people were meeting each other and hanging out and and yeah. you know some of the people were going to their office like it has been harder to be isolating in this time in Sweden compared to I think like other countries um yeah, so, and we're seeing a spike in numbers right now. So people are kind of uh, changing their recommendations right now. Yeah. Right when I'm about to give birth, we're seeing a spike. So um.
0: <laughs> I remember when you told me you, you were pregnant. We were we were with another friend, and we were at this like mall, um, and we were supposed to go maybe see like this um, I don't know some like indie film festival movie or something, and then. Um, And then you were kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to go see it, like COVID. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to be in a room full of people. Um, And then you told us that you were pregnant. And then then I think the second thing you said was like, I can't believe I'm pregnant in a pandemic. (laughs) 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 Like, I can't believe I've done this. (laughs) This is happening. And I was like, yeah, like, I can't believe it either. And I I guess like your pregnancy is really like um, a story of COVID in Sweden. (laughs) Kind of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, because um, like the weekend you told us, and then like I think it was like the next couple days later, everything shut down. So then, yeah, um, <laughs> just being like, yeah, I guess. I guess we've been doing this for like forty weeks now. Like, yep. like if you want to know how long it's been <laughs> your baby is like the like the rings on a tree, you know?
1: A friend of mine messaged me that the other day. He was like, I can't believe you've made a baby in COVID. Like you like in quarantine, like since we've started quarantining, you've made a baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's like exactly It's been 40. And I remember when you told, what, first told us, I was like, wow, that's like, you know, nine months. That's such a long time. Or I guess you told us, like, not exactly at the start point, but like, pretty, yeah. like, mm-hmm. a few weeks after. But then, like wow, like, there's such a long way away, you know? And then it's like, what? Like, you're overdue now. This is so wild. I know. Been doing COVID for so long, <laughs> like, and I remember the friend we
1: were with because we got to the mall and we were looking for coffee and we were trying to find coffee or like find a snack. And you and I were trying to really avoid the pockets of a lot of people yeah. because COVID, it, COVID had just started. Yeah, and you and I were like, well, if we go to Espresso House, like there's less people. And then, yeah, and I think I think our friend was like, they're really taking this seriously. And yeah. then I said I was pregnant, and she was like, oh. <laughs> God, like I remember her face was just like, this makes sense now. (laughs) Like she just, she was like, it was like the ball dropped. She was like, there it is. You're, you're pregnant. That's
0: what it is. <laughs> What's my reason? Just being overly cautious. Like, I, you know, no, I, I, mean- didn't, I didn't know you were pregnant before you, like, you told us <laughs> at the same time. Like, but to me, I was like, the way you were acting was so normal because I was acting the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I don't want to be in this crowd of people. And um, we should post that picture I took with you on the train on the way there where you had, like, your scarf around your face yes. and your sunglasses <laughs> to protect you getting the virus on your eyeballs. <laughs> yes. Wow. I think. And that was before yeah. you told us. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you look so amazing. Funny. I'm gonna take a picture. <laughs> so Yeah. I was taking so, it very pleasant. So.
1: <laughs> but um, um, so I was I was trying to think of other like humorous things that happened during the pregnancy, but I mean, I think the funniest was still waking up my boyfriend to talk about our dandruff shampoo. <laughs> and bless his heart, he did. He was like, "Okay, like let's Google the in- let's Google the ingredients." Yeah. <laughs> like, Thank you. So something I could chat about was just, I mean, not funny stories, but like general pet peeves I've had mm-hmm. being pregnant. Um,
0: you know, I love a good one pet peeve. Went-
1: yeah, <laughs> I know we love pet peeves on this podcast. Um, but one of them I've shared with you and I think you agree with, or do you want to share it? The measuring of my belly.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> I am so entertained by this. Um, so Meredith was telling me on one of her uh, midwife visits where they took out like a measuring tape, like they have it a tailor or something. And then they like measured From like the top of her like baby bump to the bottom of it, Um, and then like a few months ago, I started watching this TV show called. It's a British TV show called Call the Midwife. I think it takes place in, like, the 1950s or 1960s or something, like, the whole costume drama, which I really love. And then I was like, but Meredith, they do that on that show as well. <laughs> like, in yeah. the 1960s, like, literally 60 years ago. <laughs> like, And I was just like, yeah. is, this, is this how they do it? Like, I, again, haven't been pregnant. I don't know. Do they, is that how they measure that the pregnancy is going well, is by taking out a measuring tape and measuring mm-hmm. your baby bump? Like, But yes, I was very entertained when Meredith told me this. Like I was like, oh, like not much has
1: changed in sixty years. It's so true, and I have no idea if that's how it's done in the U.S. or any other country. But they are just taking out a measuring tape and measuring it. And then um, another friend of mine that's that's had a baby was like, it's it's really medieval. Like it doesn't really make any sense. Um, But they another doctor told me that um, the the method for measuring changes between midwives so if you have multiple midwives measuring your belly this way like there's a lot of range of error okay so if you don't have the same one which i don't have the same one every week no. like it's basically not a reliable method like whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> at all and another device that they have and i can send you a photo the first time they like listened to the baby's heartbeat was like a wooden i swear to god like a no. wooden trumpet no man if
0: yeah. that's what they have on call the midwife as well that's yes that
1: that is what they used on my belly the first time and i was like what's happening i was like
0: what's going on i I stepped into a time machine and this is where i am now
1: (laughs) i was like i don't know i was just picturing again from tv like a room with lots of monitors and computers and like big screens and like i don't know i don't know what they would be doing but they were like nope we're just gonna listen through this little wooden tube, and I was like,
0: "Okay." I am going to have to send you a like link to one or a YouTube video from this TV show, and I need—I have to like the inner like health person in me like needs to know if this is common practice in other countries. I—I I don't know. Well,
1: I mean, call the midwives based on the UK um, in the nineteen sixties. Nineteen sixties. I have watched that, but then I read, I watched that years ago, but then I read somewhere online that, like, if you're pregnant, you shouldn't watch it. Oh. Like, you shouldn't. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe there's
0: some bad The way they experience. measure it is so old-fashioned. Is that why? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know, but I just I got told don't watch it. Okay, like, don't like wait till you've had your baby. So I was like, okay, I'm not gonna. Yeah,
0: to I watch mean, anymore. sometimes I skip. I mean, despite not being pregnant, there there's a lot of like graphic stuff. So sometimes I skip over that as well. Like, um, yeah, I just I just think yeah. one of the characters is attractive.
1: I've heard it's a good it show. Um,
0: like, um, okay, like a little green trumpet. Mm-hmm yeah I'll send
1: you a photo or we can post it online and uh, we watched a documentary last weekend about giving birth like um, SVT in Sweden just released this documentary about giving birth at the hospital where we're going to give birth oh wow okay so we were watching it and somebody used that wooden trumpet thing and uh, my boyfriend was like what is that (laughs) because because of covid because of covid he hasn't been able to be at the appointments with right. me i've been going alone yeah. and he's been waiting outside so he didn't understand that this like trumpet had been used on my belly but he was like what is that device and i was like that's what they've been using on me <laughs> like,
0: is it because they're trying to have like a conversation with the baby like what is it like so they can listen in on the gossip like you know next door neighbor? It like i don't know but There's a machine that
1: is an ultrasound machine that gives a much clearer heartbeat that I can hear too. And they pick at random which one they use. I swear like next to the wooden trumpet is a machine. (laughs) 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 This is what I don't understand. It's not very large. It's, like, the size of a little radio, and they put gel on my belly, and then, like, I hear the heartbeat as well, and you hear, like, the whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. But, like, some days they opt for the wooden trumpet, and I'm like, but wh- <laughs>
0: but Why? i mean i i don't understand i'm so confused
1: (laughs) we need to have a midwife that calls in and explains this to me because
0: i'm just like like, can't you during your labor please ask the midwife and just be like look i have some questions just record her answers like ask her if it's okay that we publish them i need to know why the wooden trumpet is being used it would be like you know, instead of ha- it, like being next to an ultrasound machine, yeah, right? but just feeling around with her
1: hands and being like,
0: you know, <laughs> it's like it's like I don't know, it's like all of a sudden deciding not to take a car to work and instead take like a horse carriage. Like I mean, or like a unicycle. <laughs> <It's> like, <what? laughs> Why are we doing it? I this? mean, I guess you could do it. Like, it would also get you there. I just feel like maybe there's a better way to do it that exists already. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't get it.
1: No, I don't, I don't <laughs> understand it. How do you change? <laughs> so that's been fun. Like, some of the practice, again, maybe they're
0: using these around the world at, like state of the art hospitals, but I have no idea. Okay. Ooh, I actually wanted to talk about something as like, a single non-pregnant person, would that be the way to bring okay. up a yeah. Like now that we're on the subject, like, um, yeah. well, like I think I texted Meredith this a couple weeks ago, but I was just like, thank you so much for like not making me feel like because I'm not pregnant or like because I'm like not trying for a baby or like I don't have a child. Like, thank you for still making me feel like my issues or my problems are just as valid. Like I really appreciate that and I wanted to have it in recording because I feel like a lot of the time I've like run into situations where not with like everybody but I've definitely been in situations where like someone I'll be like oh I don't know like my colleague was being really irritating at work and now I'm kind of stressed about something I said and I don't know if I said it correctly or like so I'd be like calling Meredith and be like Oh, like I think I wrote a weird email to my boss. Like, oh, do you think it's okay? You know, like things like that. And at no point did you make me feel like, um, and this was just like like trivial matters because you are you are making a life, <laughs> like, and here I am just like you know like being just complaining about my boss or my workplace or something, whatever. Um, whereas I've definitely run into situations where you'll say something and then like 30 seconds later. Not only will you not be heard, but then any like anything to do with you will be bulldozed over by like pregnancy, like <laughs> pregnancy, right? And it's like, I get it. Yeah. I absolutely understand. I am not like I like to think I'm not the asshole here, but like it's like, yes, you are growing a life. I am like in full awe of that. I think it's amazing. I'm so happy for you. I respect it. So like every so often it would be nice to just have like a corner of space where I could also have yeah. a conversation and just like express something about my life. Um so yeah, so I think I really have appreciated that Meredith has done that really well. And that's as a non pregnant as a non pregnant participant in this podcast, um, that is something that pet peeves me. <laughs>
1: basically. Yeah, I, to- I totally know what you mean. I thank you for saying that. That's really really sweet. Um, of course, I never want to like be that person that is like whatever I have is trumping whatever you're like going on in your life. You know what I mean? Because that's I have a I have a friend who um has an older brother and and he was telling me that his older brother did a bit of that to him where like. <laughs> He was like, until you're, until you get married, you just don't know what it's like to have like this kind of a relationship. And then his little brother got married and he was like, but it's not really till you have your first kid. He, he like, That's when you really fall in love with your partner the most. Cause you see them being a mother. And then, and then my friend had a kid and he was like, but at t- when you get two kids, and like it just, it just kept going where he was like, he was like, You you think you respect your wife now? Cause she's got one kid, but wait till she's juggling yeah. too. And he was like, you know what? Like he would he just kept waiting for the point where he was like, You're there, you're yeah. at my level. Like we can <laughs> appreciate this phase of life. But whatever he was at, he was like, Where I'm at is better, <laughs> or like more important or more stressful, or more like you just don't get it till you're at this place. And I think <laughs> that's so frustrating like no one should be subjected to that
0: you know Yeah, that's so funny like just constantly moving the goalposts and you're like wait I just I just got here (laughs) when when are we uh, making this happen yeah no I think it's so I think it's something um that a lot of I talked about this with like other friends who are childless and single and um it seems to be like not just me who feels this way. So it's just like, I just wanted to put it out there for our listeners. Like, um, but yeah, thank you for, thank you for letting me have space on this, on Meredith's episode to talk about that. Love <laughs> it. <I'm> sorry, don't
1: <laughs> I don't want it to be like, oh, you think you've got problems? Like my, my baby's got diaper. Out. Like I'm not. my <laughs> no. oh, <thank> god. <laughs> Um, I think, I think the only thing I was going to say last, we could do a round of like what we're not anxious about, but I was just going to do advice, like, uh, my personal advice mm-hmm. for the getting pregnant or who, whose partners are pregnant or who's thinking about it or like, what, what have I learned yeah. as yeah. somebody with anxiety? Please, talk. Um, Oh, one thing I'll tell you, which I think is kind of funny. My first piece of advice is about these apps. Uh, like just don't, don't check them every day because they're not giving you anything useful. In fact, my app gave me something so ridiculous the other day (laughs) that I was like, I'm going to screenshot this and say this in the podcast. It's, I guess being pregnant is like what roughly 270 days. So they have to come up with content for 270 days. And some days you can tell it was a real stretch. Like like you were really trying some days it's like a smoothie recipe and you're like, okay, that's cute. Like, I guess I can try this smoothie recipe maybe. Um, But it's like, it's like clickbait because you don't see what the article says until you click it. And it, this article was called um, six key items when taking your baby out. <laughs> so, okay. I was kind of curious, like, okay, what is like, and maybe they're getting a kickback for these yeah, sales. That I, I haven't. Yeah.
0: Idea.
1: I was like, okay, it's written by an assistant professor of pediatrics at the university of South Carolina, Ooh. actually where I'm from. And it's like, Oh, Sarah's got five years experience in pediatrics. And like, so it says, to enjoy the outdoors with your baby, you might need to bring a few more things than you think. Okay. I mean, all right. This sounds ridiculous. Depending on how long and how far your stroll oh. is, you may need a strolling <laughs> number one. It's <laughs> like, this is unreal. Two, a car seat. I guess, unless you're walking to the car, I don't I was. Like, okay. Three, a stroller rain cover. I mean, <laughs> that just seems like I don't know people making stuff up for you to buy because it does. <laughs> stroller has a cover, a bag with the essentials: diapers, milk bottle, diapers, baby wipes. It says diapers twice. <laughs> um, a car shade and a baby sling. Like they've made this. Up. <laughs> up. Like. You need to bring the baby outside in a stroller, your arms, or, like, whatever you want, and you need to walk around until the baby falls asleep, and then you need to go back inside. Like, (laughs) that's all you need. Like, I, I know I'm not a parent yet, but, like, this certainly didn't warrant an article that I click on in my app that was like like this is just
0: built to people anxiety like it's like all of a sudden i'm like where do you get a baby sling do you have a baby sling like do we all need one like what is happening you know what, <laughs> what is a
1: stroller ring cover i mean surely just stir whatever the cover is on your stroller is surely yeah. enough yeah it doesn't make sense i'll just see if i can but i could see if i was if 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 the anxiety had continued throughout yeah. my pregnancy I could see someone like buying everything on the yeah. list being like, Oh my God, I, I don't have these things. Like how will I bring my baby outside? Which is utter nonsense. Like you can bring your baby out. I mean, like,
0: <laughs> it's like, we've managed to make it this far, like in humanity, you know, like without a rain cover. Absolutely. Like, I think we're good. <laughs> I mean,
1: absolutely. And I think, I don't, I don't think I've told this story on the podcast, but my great grandmother, uh, maybe I haven't even told you she lived in the Appalachian mountains like we are an Appalachian mountain family Uh Mm -hmm. um and she was like real badass like mountain woman I think her husband died when she was younger and she lived alone in the mountain for years and she would like kill wild cats and stuff like yeah she was a total badass Um, but they lived on a farm and like you didn't eat unless you grew something on the farm and it was just her and her husband. So for their first baby, they would put the baby in like a long gown Okay. and they would pin the, the bottom of the gown underneath one of the legs of the bed. And they would leave for eight hours to go work in the field. And then like, that's where the baby would be until she got back and was done. And then, um, the first baby was a daughter and then for all the other subsequent kids, like the daughter would um like take care yeah. of them. Like eventually the kids were taking care of the other kids. But for her first baby, it was pinned <laughs> under the bed while she, while she grew food for them to eat. Like the, you know, society wants to tell you that we need to buy a billion things. We don't, I don't recommend like you should not do that to your child. But the point is like,
0: we've made it through millennia. Like of
1: raising babies and I'm just
0: having like a vision of like just like just coming over and being like, Oh, like I'm just like, <laughs> like, Yeah, that's cool, but like, your baby's pinned under a chair. Like where, where, Where's your baby, Meredith? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like these days you'd get like reported to like child services or something. Oh. And you should yes, like for but at sure. The same time, it's like that's what had to be done. And like that baby made it. <laughs> like we're good. I mean, what were they
1: what were they doing in medieval times right. when they needed to plow the field? I don't yeah. know. I couldn't tell you what they were doing.
0: I, I have mean no idea. yes, exactly. Like I just feel like if you don't have like the perfect rain cover for your stroller. For your stroller. like you're okay. Will be <laughs> like,
1: everything will be good. Yes. He's- these apps are a bit ridiculous and I do think like I said I think they're getting a kickback because like one of the articles was like what makeups to avoid and then it was a list of which makeups they recommend and I was like Mm -hmm. okay you're where this is leading so uh that's my first piece of advice is like these apps are great they help you track like I mean it gave it did give me some good advice about like you know what to ask at your next appointment or like um symptoms that are totally normal and so those were really nice to read but I definitely did any dope in this app every day <laughs> um my second piece of advice is I was really uh careful obviously in the first trimester especially and I had to go to the doctor a couple times and even if the doctor said the medicine was fine for pregnancy like I would tell the doctor by the way I'm 12 weeks pregnant I always asked the pharmacist yeah. once I got to the pharmacy and sometimes they were oh, wrong really? like sometimes the pharmacist would I would not take this and then we would get my doctor on the phone and we would get something else so I was just that person who was like checking and checking and checking like yeah. the doctor would say it was fine I would check with the pharmacist and then I would read the packet inside the medicine yeah. too to be like save her pregnancy so and it can't hurt like it takes the pharmacist two extra seconds to be like, oh what week yeah. are you in like actually I wouldn't recommend or like I would take this instead um and that was. I don't know how many people are doing that because I learned a few things.
0: Well, that's really good advice. And I mean, in not just when you're pregnant also like um, the other, I had to start this like new medication and it interacts with a medication that I had already been prescribed, but that I actually haven't been taking. And the doctor didn't say anything about this, even though they can see like, um, so for all the doctor knows, like I was taking that medication, but then, I had actually stopped taking it. And then the pharmacist was the one that was like, hey, like, just so you know, like, these two don't mix so well, like, you might, you know, yeah. like, are you still going to continue taking this one? And like, what's your plan? And I was like, oh, well, actually, I had stopped taking the first one. But like, my doctor didn't know that I'd stopped taking it because I'd gone for like, a different issue. So I was just like, I love pharmacists. Like, <laughs>
1: know everything. Yeah, I mean, that's it. That's their job—is to like scan your profile, see what else, what other like prescriptions yeah. you have, and that was so nice to be like just double checking, just just making sure that you're not going to yeah. take these together. I mean, it's so useful, mm-hmm. and that's their expertise. Like, they're not going to be annoyed by no. asking. Like, like, that's
0: what they went to school never. for. Like, that's, like it's yeah. very complicated so, to become a pharmacist. Like, you know, so yeah. for good <laughs> reason.
1: Like, you shouldn't be. Um, and then my last piece of advice is that we have a med uh, episode called Tummies and Meds about medicine. And I mentioned that I was off medicine and the reason was because I was pregnant. Yeah. Um but I just wanna emphasize that like the over the the overwhelming majority of people I have spoken to have actually said that like you should you you don't necessarily have to get off of your ssris. Mm-hmm. So, if you're on an ssri, like talk to your doctor. My first doctor I talked to, he didn't tell me to go off of them. He just told me to switch the one I was on. He was like, you know, you can be on this other kind, like let's switch you over. And then I made the decision to like taper off and then see if I was fine without it. Um but apparently that's not recommended, like apparently oh. I did not do the recommended path. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Um they, They'd prefer you just not make any dramatic changes like that before you get get pre- get pregnant, which is, I guess, makes a lot of yeah. sense. Um. In the end, it worked out for me to not be on the medicine, but they were like, we highly, like every subsequent midwife I've seen and doctor and gynecologist I have seen throughout this pregnancy have said, like, that is not what we would have Really? Okay. So I have been reprimanded. It worked out. Like I feel fine, um, and I uh, like obviously we'll talk to my doctors about going back on after I give birth and yeah. everything. But um, that's just like an FYI. Talk to your doctor. Talk to your gynecologist. Talk to your midwife. And again, I did this after talking to my doctor. I didn't go rogue or anything like that. Um, but that is why I took a break. Just because I knew yeah. I was going to try soon to get pregnant, and I decided I was okay off yeah. the medicine. But they they did. They were not happy yeah. with. Me. <laughs> No. Okay. that. I, mean, I got a stern, like, mm.
0: why did you do that? So Yeah, I mean, that's so good to know. I really hope it benefits um, our listeners. It benefits me because I thought you had to go off those kinds of medications, like, when you were pregnant. And realizing, like, so much of what I think I know about pregnancy is just based, it's just, like, cobbled together from, I don't know, like, Grey's Anatomy and, like... Oh call God, the midwife. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. Like hmm. <laughs> so this is gonna be very on totally. right,
1: so like, yeah. like, that's what I think giving birth is like. You know, with like feeding gives birth, it's like that's
0: what it's be. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should, I don't know if you'd be comfortable with that, but I would love to hear about like the like stage two. <laughs> like what happens. <laughs> like, <laughs> We can,
1: if, if like listeners are interested, like tell us if you're interested, I can tell you the fun journey that that yeah. was too. But. <laughs>
0: I'm excited to find out, but yeah, no, so, This has been so educational. Thank you. Like I've learned a lot.
1: <laughs> cool. Do you want to do a quick, what we're not anxious about? Do you have anything? What am I not anxious
0: about? Uh, Okay. I guess this might be a good time to announce that I'm not anxious about moving away from Stockholm for some time. Like, that's that news. is big news um yeah like I I mean most of our friends know but I think during the pandemic I realized that I really miss being near my family um and then yeah. I was in Turkey a few weeks ago and I that kind of confirmed it um so I decided that I would I actually ended up putting a new job that I had just started that I really like, that I've gotten, like, you know, get along great with the team, with my boss, with everything. Um, But then for different, like, I think legal reasons, uh, it wasn't really possible to work remotely. Um, So I've actually ended up resigning from that job and I'm going to be moving to Turkey in December. So yeah, (laughs) like, a part of me is sad. I mean, a big part of me is sad, but another part of me is like, we're not even seeing each other guys. Like, (laughs) like, it's like, I'm on this couch, I might be on another couch the next time you talk to me, like on video chat. So yeah. yeah, in that way, I feel like, yeah, we'll just continue as normal, but yeah. I mean, I'm not anxious about having made that decision. But caveat, I am a little anxious about like what the future holds and like just uncertainty. Sure. Um, and I'm sure our our listeners will like follow along like on the journey as well um, as I'm living it and as we keep recording. But yeah, so currently I'm not anxious about having made a big life decision. So
1: yeah. And I think a lot of people can be really paralyzed by making decisions like that. Like I I, you know you gave this a lot of thought and you really put time and effort and energy into it. And then you made a decision and you're doing it. Like you're making the steps to figure out your apartment and like figure out when you're moving. And I mean, I think that's a big deal. Most people never leave the country they're born in, like much less move out of it, much less like continue to go back. Like, you know, your, your brain, your body was telling you like, it's time to go back. And it makes sense. Like I've seen you probably twice in nine months. Like it's, I'm really sad you're leaving but of course I'm happy that you're doing something that you think will make you happier and it's it's not like we were going
0: to get to spend cozy Christmas I know, right? anyway. <laughs> like, thank you so much yes you Meredith has been super supportive um and yeah she's sort of seen the process and the back and forth but yeah thank you that means a lot and yeah guys don't be afraid to make decisions even though they seem really scary they might lead to something cool who knows and one thing I did tell myself was like okay I'm gonna make this decision I'll go back and if I find that it was the wrong decision then it's like okay then I'll just like make another decision then like come back go do something else like um so yeah but I mean there has been a lot of like therapy and friend talks like behind this decision. So it's not like one day I woke up and was like, oh, this is what I'm doing today. Like, um, there's a lot of, like, yeah. thinking and feeling behind it. But, yeah, ultimately, not anxious about doing it. But, yeah. What, did, what are you yeah. not anxious about, Meredith?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's – I yeah, I was thinking about this before the call. I'm not that nervous about – I'm not going to say I'm not nervous about giving birth, but I have spent all summer like reading books and watching documentaries and like talking to other friends that have given birth. And I feel, I feel prepared for giving birth. Like I feel prepared for the fact that it's going to suck. <laughs> and like, yeah. or, you know, it, not necessarily be bad experience, but like be painful and like have uncomfortable parts and like have unknown parts. And I feel Like, I I am at ease with that. And I've also been told by a lot of people that you should make a birth plan and then you should rip it up into pieces because, like, you can't plan it. You can't, like, as much as you might want to and as much as you can tell the nurses, like, what you hope happens, a lot of it is out of your control, which is kind of comforting because it's, like, some of it is out of my control. Like, we're just going to, like, for instance, I'm five days overdue. Like, you know, there's a nice part of letting go and just being like I'm prepared I'm ready like I trust my midwife and I trust my partner and we're gonna do this and like we're gonna see what
0: happens yeah I am so in awe and I'm so impressed like yeah I mean when I like when I think of pregnancy it's really like the giving birth part that makes me frightened and I think I was telling Meredith today I was like I have like a negative like one million pain tolerance. I don't even like paper cuts. Like I cry when I get like I cry when I like bite the inside of my cheek by accident. <laughs> you know. Um, so I was just like, you are a warrior, like Amazon, like Amazon warrior queen. Like I'm so impressed. Um, so yeah. So I think that's that's comforting for me to hear, and I'm sure for our listeners as well. So. Yeah. Well,
1: I'll let you know if yeah. I'm
0: right how it goes. Yeah. Like, stay tuned for part two. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we, I mean, I think I'm speaking for everyone when we say, like, we're, like, sending you our best wishes for this next new adventure.
1: And I think I think we'll publish this once I give yeah. birth. So, when you're listening... <laughs>
0: If you're listening to this, Meredith has already given birth. (laughs) But yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. And this has been Tales from the Amygdala, just in case. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You forgot. (laughs) I'm trying to bring back like an introduction and like a a conclusion that like says the name of our podcast. And I feel like we always forget in the beginning because we're so excited to talk to each other. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there good call this has been (laughs) (laughs) and yeah guys tune in soon thanks for listening bye